Welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys. You're home to everything English Premier League and just a little bit more. My name is Matt. As always, my best friend through the interwebs joins me every single, well, Wednesday and Friday. A little scheduling issue, but JD, my friend, we are here. We are going to talk about some beautiful, beautiful Premier League weekend. A very fun Premier League weekend. And uh, we got a few midweek games. JD, the games are coming thick and fast. But first, how are you, my guy? I am good, Matt. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's weird to be recording on a Tuesday night for a release on a Wednesday morning. But um, yeah, uh, I'm feeling good. The, the weekend was long. You know, I had off President's Day like everyone should. Um, but that's the benefit of working in benefits. You yeah, know, the right. market's closed, so, you know, 401ks aren't a thing for, one, for well, a couple days out of the year for certain holidays. And, yeah, so that was nice to have it. I, I did this thing called geocaching yesterday. Um, have you ever heard of it, Matt? No, I, I have not. I'm also so, still, I'm still the person who, like, people still need to explain to me what Bitcoin is, so. Well, it's not, it's not related to Bitcoin. Oh, okay. It's, it's like, um, so my, my girlfriend got, got me into it kind of, well, I mean, I did it once, but it was, it, she's into it and it's, it's pretty fun. Like it's this, I guess it's an app or something, but, um, you, it's weird. Cause it's like everywhere, like in my small hometown in PA, like it's, there's places like people just hide things and then you have to like find it using like clues and stuff like in like parks and stuff. And it's like a physical, like time, like maybe like a tiny little like capsule or like a box or, or like a bottle. And we went over around like my surrounding area and found a couple, but it's, it's kind of cool. And then you can like see other people, like people like um, it might have like a list and people like log in the item. It's kind it's, 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 it's interesting. No, but um, I mean, that was fun. And then Saturday I was in Philly for a birthday party. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. that was the big surprise Yeah, because I don't, I'm, there's like a 5% chance my friend whose birthday it was might listen to this podcast. I don't know if he does. So I didn't want to say like, Oh yeah, I'm going to Philly for my friend's surprise birthday party on Saturday. Yeah. But that was fun. Uh, big house party in uh, Northern Liberties, Philadelphia. Nice. Very, very fun. Got very drunk. Uh, nice. Good time. Yeah. But, yeah. No. Uh, dude honestly like the weekend was honestly like it was fun um it was nice because i actually got to like see friends i haven't seen in a little while got to hang out even though the weather wasn't the warmest still like hung out by the fire pit definitely chilled for a few hours so that was that was pretty cool um it's just nice because like when you get to my age and you're like so close to retirement you just don't get to see people you know and matt you're you're less than a year older than me yeah, but my back hurts, so I'm assuming So does mine. I, yes, but I'm assuming that means I'm close to my getting my AARP card, okay? Yeah, you Are got you, you got quite a bit of time. You got like 22 more years. Can, can, can you, can I think you get at 50, right? Can you, yeah, yeah. Well, can, can you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> I don't want to do I don't want to do this for 5 more minutes, much less more 22 more years. Um, but yeah, no, um overall, I mean honestly, it was a nice chill weekend. Definitely got to relax, got to spend some quiet time. Honestly, it was again it's always nice when I get to just sit in front of the TV with no interruptions and just watch 
endless Premier League action in a row. So that's actually what we are going to get to, boys and girls. So a couple hot topics going in. The Man United League games was fire. Liverpool are officially back in the title they're, race. They're winning. Man no, they're winning the league. They're winning the title. Oh, my Bias God. Aside. Here, Bias aside. Here Bias aside. Here we go. Here we go. But we got to start off with a team that over the past few weeks has now started to kind of uh, show some true color. West Ham won, Newcastle won in a game that honestly was very, very, very back and forth. At no point in time did either one of these teams really kind of solidify that they wanted this game. But a nice Craig Dawson goal followed up by an equalizer right before the half from Wilcock. JD, West Ham, all but certain a few weeks ago was the top player for that number four spot. As it sits in this moment in time, they are fifth. But they are tied on points with Arsenal, who have three games to play on them. JD, it looks like things are going bad to worse for this West Ham side. Look, from where they were a couple weeks ago, or like maybe, I guess, more like a month and a half ago. But yeah, sure, it's, it's a downgrade in form, but it's West Ham. Europa League is still really big. Like, I, if they get sixth place... Like it, it, that's still a successful season in my opinion. I, I because Mikel Antonio, I mean, he stayed fit for more of this season than usual, but he's still not you know guaranteed to be fit 100 percent of the time, and that's where a lot of their goals come from. You know, you can't you can't like rely on Craig Craig Dawson goals. So I the form has slipped a little bit. Newcastle have looked decent. I you also pronounced Joe Willock Joe Wilcock. Um, so that's interesting. But yeah, Joe Willick is uh, getting back into form. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I There's never anything great to say about a 1-1 draw, especially especially Newcastle, West Ham. But like, I don't know. Well, I, Maybe, like, I the only thing I can take away is that West Ham should probably still make Europa League and Newcastle. I don't know. If they keep grinding out points like this, they could do it. They could well, stay I, up. And that's, and that's what I wanted to bring up. You look at this Newcastle side, now level on points with everyone around them, at least for everyone below them. They are now four points clear of the drop, and they are tied on points with Everton, who, yes, Everton have that game in hand, but Everton have been in some really, really bad form. I'm telling you right now, JD, they're, on, they're tied on points with Everton. I, I pick Newcastle over Everton dude, any day. That, that, that game in hand means nothing. And I'm Everton. telling you right now, you look at it, they're also only a point behind Leeds United, who also have not been good and are not consistent. JD, we could be looking at the... No, I'm not saying the great escape, because that has happened, but I'm talking at least along the lines of... We could be looking at, like... Again, I think I made this joke a few weeks ago. We're going to look at the end of the season. We're going to go, do you remember like for two thirds of the year, we made fun of the fact that Newcastle, the richest club in the world is going down. Now that is just a, a, a figure in the past. And honestly, if they can just keep this up, draws the rest of the way. And I'm not even joking because some of these teams below Newcastle can't even get a draw. Draws the rest of the way, JD, see Newcastle to safety. And honestly, yeah, which would be the most boring end of the season ever. But uh, well, you know yeah. what? They don't care. All they have to do is—all they have to do—if they guarantee—I'm telling you right now, all they have to do is just guarantee. Fuck! If you t called Newcastle's ownership right now and said, "Hey, end of the season right now, you guys finish literally one point above the drop," they'll take it. 
They'll take yeah. it in a heartbeat. Then they got you know, two months. They got two months to do whatever the fuck they want. Two months and a clean slate. Because that's yep. the key thing. Yep. Because next season, they start at the exact same level as every single other person. So, things to look out for. The next game, Arsenal 2, Brentford 1. In a game where, honestly, JD, yes, Brentford got the late goal from Nordegaard, but... Honestly, this was the Arsenal show. The young kids, Emil Smith-Rowe and Saka, both getting very clinical goals. JD, best way I can describe this game is this is just business well done for Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I surprised Brentford even got that goal. It was a little fortunate, but they Arsenal shut them down. I, Brentford couldn't really create anything. Arsenal, I, I mean, anytime you have 24 shots, I they only had eight on target, but, you know... <laughs> Compared to twenty four, you're gonna you gotta score at least a couple of goals. So they job done. Honestly, they probably could have put a few more past Brentford, but job done. It's good. It's good to see the young guys, ESR and Bukayo Saka. It's good to see them scoring, um, especially in a World Cup year. That's gonna be really good for for younger players. That I wouldn't necessarily say on the fringe. Like I think Saka is probably guaranteed to be in that England squad. But um, Emil Smith-Rowe, I, if you think about like the midfielders that England has, I, somebody's going to get left behind because they only have so many spots. So like, if you can consistently perform for a team like Arsenal, that really helps in, in, in a World Cup year. So yeah, I mean, uh, that's good signs. Yeah, uh, honestly, I mean, th- what's nice is when you, we're usually talking about this Arsenal team, usually we're talking about one or two guys standing out consistently now over the last few weeks we've been talking about team efforts and how the entire team is performing well this was another game where the team performed well like the team themselves i honestly watching not only the game but then reviewing the highlights really went into the fact that there was no weak player in this lineup at all today so it's, it's it's almost like they got rid of the problem in january well, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that sometimes is how it is. When you have a toxic player in the lineup, either two things are going to happen. One, you're going to keep him, and you don't know what's going to happen, or you're going to let him go, and you don't know what's going to happen. It's literally a flip of a coin, and this is kind of one of those things where, hey, now looking back at it, Aubameyang seems to be happy at Barcelona, and Arsenal seem to be moving on quite swimmingly without him here so this is basically a win-win scenario and honestly i i think you know i think arsenal are just trying to move on so i mean that's really it from that game uh next game jd jd we have talked up this aston villa side more than i think any other team in the last month but jd aston villa now have lost two straight games and have not won a game in three jd aston villa zero watford one denise with the only goal Late in this contest, but JD, what on earth? I, I get it. The new manager bounce is clearly done, but we were talking about how this team still has quality. There was no quality today. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, they created twenty. They had twenty shots, one on target. That's it's not good enough, especially against a poor Watford team. Like I, I. Now, for one thing, uh, people saying, like, you know, sorry, Villa fans in parentheses saying, like, you know, Steven Gerrard out. Like, come on. One, he just got there, so no. And two, like, give him a fucking chance. Like, I, I don't I, know. I, yeah, that's, that's, in that's... the long run, he will be good for this club. 
in the short term, they need to fix something because because something they 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 had to have changed something. So, like whether it be training, whether it's just something. The creativity isn't there. What they are creating, they're not putting away. So I I don't know what the issue is. Um, that's why I'm not paid the big dollars to fucking talk about the sport. Um, I do it for free, you know. Well, so far, I don't know. But losing to Watford at home is not good enough right now. Like, I mean, like I said, I mean, and their last two losses against two teams that are in the relegation fight in Newcastle and, you know, and Watford, both games won nothing losses. I'm looking ahead at their schedule now. Away at Brighton, home to Southampton, away to Leeds. Those are all games that Aston Villa should theoretically be able to get at least a point out of. Because, in my opinion, the quality on their team sheet is better than the quality of those three teams. But, J.D., I'm going to flip the switch here. For Watford, this has to be the sweetest-tasting victory you could possibly get. Because this is a victory that... It's priceless. It, it's priceless. Price I mean, it's Because I'm telling you right now, yes, we were talking a little bit before when we were talking about Newcastle, about where they are on the table... If Watford don't get all three points, guys, they are in last place in the league. Like, let's put this also in perspective here. Watford went from last place to four points away from safety. And there's still a lot of soccer to play, guys. Like, it's not over. We're not here crowning Newcastle or Everton or even Leeds safety at this point. So, for Watford, this win literally can take them wherever they want them to go. That's literally it. And honestly, if you're Watford, this is hope. This is hope. Because when you're at the back end of the season, after the January transfer window, wins, holy shit, wins must feel like a World Cup final. And, man, I it would be a sight to see to see this uh, Watford side find a way to stay up. But honestly, I think... I think for how excited that top four finish is going to be, I think that relegation fight, I think, might be the best one we've had in quite some time. It will be. And I'll say that the Make-A-Wish Foundation is working really hard this season with certain teams. I mean, you look at Norwich, you know, you you look at Newcastle, you look at Watford, you look at Burnley, Burnley getting a huge win. Those people at the Make-A-Wish Foundation, I I, I can't imagine how much money they're spending on getting the Avengers to show up in hospital rooms. Like to to those teams, like it, it's insane. Well, speaking of, massive, I love making that yeah. joke so much. Speaking <laughs> of massive, massive, massive wins, I'm talking absolutely. I uh, JD, I didn't think this scoreline could exist. Brighton zero, <laughs> Burnley three, Burnley three. Yeah, seriously, they, I, I I don't I I don't know what happened. Seriously, um, you you go out and you go get one six foot six dude from the Bundesliga, and then you start walking around like you're the big guy in town. What 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 was this game? This game makes no sense, and and I'm really I'm really not gonna take much away from it. I I think it was just Brighton just having a really bad day and Burnley winning the fucking lottery. I Josh Brownhill, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I can't even imagine, like, the sports book odds on Josh Brownhill getting yeah. the score sheet. Uh, be, oh, it would have had to been fucking ridiculous. Like, plus 2,500, plus 3,000. Yeah. It would have been insanity. $10 like, is buying you a, a really nice steak dinner. Let's go with that. $10 is winning you $300. Where are you getting steak from, Matt? 
Have you never been to, like, a nice steakhouse where, like, the steaks are, like, $150, $200? Matt, are you really, like, being classist right now? I'm not being classist right now. You can take... Valentine's Day comes once a year, okay? That's the one time I got a nut up or shut up, okay? I went to a brewing company on Valentine's Day. I think yeah. with tip, the total was, like, 75 bucks. Kind of jealous. But continue. <laughs> yeah no i don't know the, the this game is just it's an enigma i mean veghorst is a good player i don't know what he's doing at burnley so i'm not surprised that he's gonna score a couple goals this season but like brownhill and fucking aaron lennon are you kidding me like just no i i where who do burnley think they are to to be go and beat brighton three nothing this is just it's bad for the league it's honestly bad for the league because now now they're gonna stay up because of this wow they're and we're gonna endure another fucking half decade of goddamn burnley ball i'm telling you right now like i just said we could be looking at one of the best relegation battles in premier league history like the last two or three weeks is gonna be phenomenal because I honestly, the way the bottom of this table looks is all of these teams can surprisingly go grab a win. It's not like Sheffield last year where their only wins are against Manchester United. <laughs> it's like they actually like every, because even Norwich, like we're about to talk about the Norwich game. Even Norwich can grab an interesting result that kind of just shakes everything up. Guys, the relegation battle is literally separated by points. And I'm talking two or three. It's wonderful. So... Um, really quickly before we go to the Norwich game, Crystal Palace 0, Chelsea 1. Woo. Hakeem, Hakeem Ziyech getting a nice, solid goal late, late in this game. Honestly, JD, when I was watching this game, I kind of thought to myself, oh boy, Chelsea did all that traveling for the FIFA World Cup and, uh, the Club World Cup, my apologies, and, um, I thought they were burnt out, but a, a late, 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 late goal sees Chelsea get all three points. JD, I was thinking in my head, oh my goodness, if the results hold, oh my god, we could not, you know, Chelsea might not have locked up that third place, uh, spot, but honestly, this late, late victory, I don't know if you have anything to say. I'm not, I'm not chalking it up to luck. I'm just chalking it up to resilience. Chelsea just didn't stop, and they eventually got their goal. Yeah, I mean, thankfully it was a pretty good goal. Um, like on the half volley, Hakim Ziyech, who weirdly has scored a couple goals this season. Um, I, I thought he'd be gone in January for sure. Um, but, you know, he's here picking up results for Chelsea, so good for him. Um, I guess good for Chelsea. You should be doing better than this against Palace, but like we like we've said, you know, the Club World Cup is tough for any team involved. Um, it's good to win it. Thankfully, they won it, so it's it'll be worth it regardless. So if, like if they get third place this season, I think they'll still be happy. Be- and they also do have an opportunity for the League Cup. Um, now they're playing Liverpool, who are in great form. So I I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously going to be supporting Liverpool in that, but you know, I Chelsea have a chance. They 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 could have two trophies by the end of the season. So I don't know. I think they'll. St- I think this will still be a good season for them. Uh, Crystal Palace at the same time. I mean, I expected this. You, know, you, you expect Chelsea to just beat Crystal Palace. The way it happened is a little disappointing for Crystal Palace. You know, losing a point in the 89th minute. It's never good to see. But, you know, 
they probably went into this thinking draw or probably a loss. So. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, your heart breaks for Crystal Palace because, like, you thought, you really thought you made it through the worst of what Chelsea were going to do, and you're like, oh, sweet seconds away, and then it's just giving up that one nothing lead that late in the game is an absolute fucking killer. Now, JD, Liverpool 3, Norwich 1. JD, I would like just right off the bat to say let us save the title talk until after the City game. We're going to focus on this right now. Liverpool okay. 3, Norwich 1, Mane, Salah, Diaz. JD, this might have been, honestly, outside of Norwich leading this game for a little bit of time, uh, this might have been one of the most perfect results Liverpool could have asked for, seeing all three forwards all get on the goal sheet. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there, it, was, it was scary for, what was the first goal, like, not even 20 minutes, so like for, for about 16 minutes, it, it was, I was a little concerned, you know, I was a little concerned, but Klopp actually made substitutions in, in like the 59th minute at one nil down. He took off, uh, Oxley Chamberlain and fuck, I forget who else started. Um, I don't even remember, but so he took put on off, Tiago. He, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, so, um, on came on Tiago and Origi for Nabi Keita and, Nabi Keita uh, and, and Oxlin Chamberlain. Yeah. So, Klopp doesn't usually do that in the 59th minute. He usually waits till like the fucking 80, 80th minute, even at 1-0 down. And that's actually one thing that does aggravate me sometimes about Jurgen Klopp. But he did it this time, and that changed everything. I mean, Sadio Mane's goal, anytime there's a bicycle kick in the league, yeah. and just anytime, it's gonna, you know, you're gonna have to shout it's like, oh, goal of the season right there. Probably not. I mean, he was five feet away from goal. It, it, it would actually have been really bad if he missed that. It, it, but... At the same time, it's not like he chested the ball and controlled it. He hit it, like, out of the air. So that's, I mean, it was a really good goal. And a, and a well-set-up goal. Then, I mean, Salah's goal. You could Here's the thing. All three goals were world-class. Oh, like, yeah. it's not like, it's not like it was just, you know, a set-piece goal, which is still good, but a set-piece goal or just, you know, build-up play and whatever. All three goals were just individually amazing. Like, Salah's goal, he threw, like, five defenders and the goalkeeper the wrong way insane and Luis Diaz getting his first goal for Liverpool just a beautiful three pass to anybody who doubts Jordan Henderson go look at that goal because I mean Diaz's chip is beautiful of course on like two touches chipped goalkeeper the pass the through ball from from Jordan Henderson is world class I mean that right there he he deserves to be starting for England in the World Cup just just based off that so I I don't know. That that might sound biased, but you know, if you actually watch Jordan Henderson when he's fit, he is one of the best midfielders in the league. So yeah, great mean, win. I just great win. Norwich City, I, even their goal was I mean, it was well worked, but kind of lucky. It it, yeah. it almost was an own goal because it, it took a massive deflection off Matt Tip, wrong footed Allison, but it's just a good win overall. Yeah, I mean you, you really said it, it's just uh, you don't need to have the perfect day at the office to have a good day at the office, and I think that's the best way to describe this result. Um, Liverpool looked good. Yes, Norwich had the lead, and honestly, it made the game a little bit interesting because you honestly kind of saw and heard some Liverpool fans start to, like, nervous sweat down the back of their neck. But for someone oh, like I me... Was. Yeah, but if for someone like me, someone who's, you know, is a neutral viewer in watching this game... 
I don't think at any point in time I was like, there's no way Norwich are going to hold out a one nothing lead. There's no way. Did I expect Liverpool to pop off with three goals, two in a matter of like four minutes? No. But that's what Liverpool are capable of doing. Um, the real question going into this game was, if Diaz starts, who sits? Clearly Jota and Firmino were the They're ones who... Both injured. Ah, okay, never both mind. Both injured. It, so, it, was, it was forced. Okay, well, I mean, hey... Uh, my biggest thing was how are you going to make it work because I know Diaz is usually like wants to play the wing and Mane and Salah are both kind of wingers so it was interesting to see how they made that work so honestly Salah Salah and Mane are very they're I mean I don't I haven't seen enough of Diaz but Mane and Salah have played the shadow striker many times in in the fluid front three where they kind of interchange so I I wasn't worried about that Um, it was just Jota and Firmino are both injured currently So, it, I mean, it was just by necessity the, that front three was that front three. Yeah. It's nothing I was worried about. I was just more interested. I was more interested as the neutral to see how it would kind of unfold. So, uh, yeah. from one of the Merseyside clubs doing very well, time to bounce to the other Merseyside who is basically taking a fucking nosedive. Southampton 2, Everton nothing. Goals from Armstrong and Long, JD. Things... I, I always think it's funny because with Southampton, they have to be one of the most, like, basically flip-of-a-coin teams we have in the Premier League. One week they look amazing. The next week they look like dog shit. Southampton are looking good, but JD. Oh, my God, Everton. Like, what? Now. Dude, what is going on? Like, it's the honestly, Frank Lampard effect. Just, I, 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 like... I'm looking at this game. I'm looking at this thing. It's nice to see Dominic Calvert-Lewin back, but he was damn near invisible. Like, you know, I'm not sitting here saying anything, but hey, Donny Vanderbeek didn't have a good game. You know, there's a lot of players on this team that are just really, really weren't that good. Big Frank never used the 4-4-2 when he was at Chelsea. Why is he trying to make it work now here at Everton? Well, he has different players. I'm not surprised he's using different formations because he, he doesn't have the players that he had at Chelsea. And and he wasn't very good at Chelsea overall. I I don't know. Everton, there's not too much to say about them. And, and like you brought it, bring up Donny Vandebeek. If you swim around and shit, you're going to smell like shit regardless. You could, you, could be, you could be the cleanest person ever. But if you swim around and shit, you're going to smell like shit. And that's I, Everton right now. That's Donny. That, that's Donny Vanderbeek in Everton. I like that analogy, but swimming really, around and shit. Yeah, but still looking at the table, Southampton at this moment they seem comfortable in tenth, only a point off of uh, Brighton above them, and a, and they are like five points clear of Leicester in eleventh. So oh, Southampton are fine. Yeah, I Southampton. I think at they this can push po- for top yeah, ten. Honestly. I think I think a top ten finish for Southampton would be crazy i think like I, going into the beginning of the season i think that would be a crazy thing to say but it's so nice to see you know at least one ralph is being consistent in the premier league so uh <laughs> but yeah looking down at everton we I, I can't say it enough boys and girls this relegation battle is gonna be fun so we are now off to what was the headliner of the weekend or at least on saturday manchester city two tottenham three JD, why does Spurs have Manchester City's number? They did the double on the champions. Yeah, I, 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 it's and with two different managers. 
Two different managers doing it. I, I don't know. I There's just something something about Spurs and Pep. I, I, I don't know. I This game was insane. I mean, Kulisevsky scoring the fourth minute got got my hopes up um, early on. And then I I think City were a little fortunate to even get back into this game, to be honest. I They got lucky with the rebound off Hugo Lloris to, to equalize. And then Riyad Mahrez's penalty. Yeah, it's probably a penalty. Yeah. Probably. No, but... I, 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 but I, in I, the 92nd yeah. minute, come on. Yeah, like, I, that. That to me, that screams like the league couldn't yeah. let them drop right. points. But then right after. I, I love it. I fucking, I fucking love it. It's great. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I generally don't have many nice things to say about Harry Kane. Harold. But, um, when he's, it's Harold. Harold. Har- Harold Kane. Sir, it's, Sir, it's Harold, it's Harold, Sir Kane. Harold Kane of the round table. Okay. Or, or, or as the, the shitty tabloid newspapers say very cringily. Hurricane. I hate oh. that. T- I hate that oh. joke. I hate oh. that joke so much. It's like, oh, oh it was a hurricane. Oh, oh my gosh. God. I'm dude. I'm Fucking sitting right die. now on a heating pad on my back right now, and I'm still getting the shivers. Um, yeah. Yeah. This game, Premier League classic. Uh, oh yeah. This this game is the highlights of this game are going to be going on for many many years. This is just the issue with sometimes that happens with Manchester City. If you can like really load the box defensively well all they're gonna do is just pass it around in a circle that's all this team are gonna do they don't have a true number nine that can actually disrupt things and make runs in behind they really are forced at running at you and if you kind of just sit back and just kind of absorb the pressure what's gonna end up happening is you're gonna struggle a team like city and honestly that's how teams usually get a point or two away from you know this club Oh my god, like, and it's, my goodness, like, what a game, what a game. So, J.D., we are now going to talk about the title race that shouldn't, because if you were listening to us, or any other English Premier League World Soccer podcast, the Premier League was done and dusted, J.D., about a month ago. Well, J.D., we have a title race, because... There's a six-point gap between Manchester City and Liverpool, but Liverpool have a game in hand, which I believe they are going to be playing this week against Leeds United at home. So, J.D., if Liverpool get their win, and they win by more than two goals, Liverpool will have a better goal differential than City and are only three points off. J.D., Liverpool and City still have to play one more time this year. This yeah, it, it's on. It's yeah. on. Yep. It's yep. it's basic. No. It's gonna. Come I'm calling. Down. I'm yeah. calling right now. Liverpool winning the league. I oh. take all bias. Take all bias out of it. The 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 form that Liverpool are in right now. They have a final to play this weekend co- coming up against Chelsea. If they win that, the the confidence will be through the roof, and they finally kind of have the depth. To actually compete with City, they they'll probably beat Leeds this week. I, uh, Matt, I, I Liverpool could do this. It's on. It's like, like I'm curious what the sports books have the odds right now. I might throw like twenty bucks on them. Actually, no, I'm not gonna do that. That'll be so bad. That would that would ruin everything. Yeah, I I just all bets aside, what a wonderful story because. For so many years, what ends up happening in the Premier League is someone takes that gap lead, and then it's just done. 
And then it's over and everyone's like, okay, we're just going to fight for second, third, and fourth. Well, quietly, Liverpool have been doing everything that they've needed to do to stay in it. And City drop a point here, drop a point there, and then out of nowhere... And then quietly, they've just been winning all their games. Like if you look at the last five games, I mean, Liverpool are the only team in the league that have won their last five games. Like City have lost their most recent, and three games ago they drew. I yeah, it's that's that's what Liverpool were doing earlier on in the season. And you have to think Liverpool have only lost two games this season. Like that's one less than City. If you just talk about getting results. Like that's that's you just need to get results, and if you could just do that on a consistent basis, which I mean, City are doing that, but I they're prone to making some of these mistakes. I just I'm telling you right now, it is going to be pay per view the final game, or at least the game where City have to go up against Liverpool. Uh, JD, you'll know this off the top of your head. Who is the home team in that game? Uh, I honestly don't remember. Let me see. Um, if, let, you know, I'm gonna take a quick look. I'm gonna... I, yeah, I don't remember because I I remember where I was watching the, the Manchester fixture. City are the home team in that game. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't well, that, matter. I, well, no, I'm it makes saying. No well, difference. no. Oh, I look at it from this point of view. City being the home team, it makes it me feel like it's more of a neutral environment. If mm. Liverpool were the home team, now we have like it's kind of like the Rams playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium in quotation, but. The other team always has more fans than they do. It's kind well, it's of like, like well, it's like it's like any Super Bowl because no no fans of the teams are actually at the Super Bowl. Yeah, when but, tickets are twenty grand a piece, well, like no, it's, it's yeah. just the no, rich you, and the no, elite, the the, the, the one percent, right. Matt. All right, well, that's what I meant. I just I just meant like you know, City don't have the same home field advantage. No. And, Liverpool, and Liverpool's though. only like a half hour away, so there's going to be a bunch of traveling oh, fans. Oh, yeah. I, oh, no. I'm not worried about the traveling fans. I'm just sitting here going like, Anfield atmosphere, sure. empty hat atmosphere. We are not talking about the same thing. Yeah. Um, boys and girls, the race is on, and it just made our podcast a whole lot more interesting, so <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, now, guys, we're going on to Sunday where, yes, we might have had the game of the week, but the, we had the MMA fight of the week because Manchester United 4 leads to guys, boys and girls. I really hope you watch this game because it was a brawl. It was a fight. You know it was a Leeds-Man United game when there are racial chants, shit thrown on the field, studs up challenges. Scott McTominay's leg was literally shredded to pieces. He put up an Instagram post. His leg was completely cut up. And people are, like, sitting here going, not one foul was called on a challenge on Scott McTominay. And he's the one all <laughs> cut up. Boys That's and girls. A, you know what? I like that, though. Oh, this was as classic injected, of a Leeds. Injected into me. This was as classic of a Leeds-Manchester United game as you are going to get. It's like we jumped back into the 70s and 80s. But, boys and girls, JD, after 140 corner attempts... Man United scored a goal on a corner. It's a fucking miracle. I, I and it couldn't have it couldn't oh, have been to had, a more deserving it, it player. It had it had to be. Well, hold on. What what kitchen product did you label Harry Maguire as last week? Because we can't call him the fridge anymore. 
He it's, he is he is a very overpriced KitchenAid stand mixer. You know what, JD? He has been upgraded to a microwave because the microwave. No, no, he's no, no, no. no you still only use him like twice a year. Uh, baking cookies for holidays. I'm telling. He's only gonna get like two goals a year. Ah. Uh, I, I'm sitting here like I I, I I didn't believe it, JD. I didn't believe it because now when United get corners, I just automatically assume it's not going to even hit a guy. It's going to hit the first guy in the wall. It's going to be like, <laughs> fuck this. And it just, and it's funny because Harry Maguire didn't jump. He literally just was like wrapped up by the defender and walked into it. Like oh, yeah. Had, it was very poor marking. Uh, but, but, um, and then a goal right before the half by Bruno Fernandes. Uh, two nothing going into the half, boys and girls. We have a clear cut game. Game's over. United are flying. They own the entire first half. Fifty something seconds between Rodrigo's goal, which was a cross, and I don't care who says what. That was a cross that just took win. Of course, it, yeah, of, cor- of course it was. A cross, and then but... Rafinha getting the tap in goal. JD, it was two two. Oh, JD. JD, I was sitting here and I was thinking to myself, like, this is just typical United. But later in the game, Manchester United sub off Paul Pogba, who, by the way, was having a class game, I might add, for Fred. And I'm sitting here cursing at the goddamn son. Oh, yeah, Fred, that's who's going to win us this game. Yeah, okay. Well, I think about like five minutes later, Fred put in the go ahead goal as Alanga in almost in the 88th minute puts in the nail in the coffin, putting the shush right in front of the lead supporters. JD, I don't know about you. This was Hollywood. This was Hollywood football at its best. There were fights, late challenges, horrible weather, horrible pitch. JD, what what else could I ask for? A 10-year contract extension for Harry Maguire. Oh, and that's done. what you're going to get. That's it's what you're going to get. Unlimited captaincy for the rest of his yep. career. And just, just right now, the Patrick Mahomes contract. Yep. 10 years, $500 million. Yeah, I'm $50 surpri- million a season. I'm really surprised. I like It already is a statue outside but Old Trafford. I, I'm, I have, I've seen no news about a statue being built about Harry Maguire, and I'm kind of upset Yet. about it. Like, let's, <laughs> let's, guys, let's get, let's get it started. Okay? Not, even, not even the fucking troll accounts are saying that. Yeah, like, I just, oh my God, JD, as a United fan, the best way I could describe it is I experienced all emotions in this game. <laughs> I was happy. I was sad. I was excited. I was worried. Uh, JD, oh my God, it was it was a rough ninety minutes for me. Okay, it was <laughs> it was rough. And if you looked at my text messages in the group chat, I was depending on what minute we were in this game, you got a different bat. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But um, I wish Dan James would have scored. If it, if, it, hey, if like United won four three and Dan James hey, would have scored, that would hey, have been hilarious. I'll tell you right now though, Dan James had a very good game. Um, got an assist on the Rafinha goal. Uh, he was class. Dan James is a class player. He, you, you know the what Welsh you're gonna Sonic. do. The Welsh Sonic baby. But um, <laughs> looking kind of at the table right now, we've already described how like where Leeds is, and I, I'm not gonna talk about the. I'm not talking about the relegation battle anymore. I mean, they're five points clear. Yeah, still, but it's still not safe. That's not safe, in my opinion. It's not. No, it's not safe. But, but it's I'm not looking, in the relegation. I'm looking at this Man United side. You're four points clear of West Ham as we speak. You are four points away from Chelsea in third. Yes, Chelsea have a game in hand. Manchester United, I think, are now the first team all season to kind of go, hey, I am now officially an arm's length away from the team in third and the team in fourth. I think, JD, for the first time all season, we have 
an actual contender who actually wants the fourth place spot. I got to see how they survive March. Because March is a tough month for United. If United can come out not completely dead in the water, I think United officially have told the rest of the league, hey, fourth place is ours, and we are going to fight tooth and nail to keep it. And the big test is going to actually be today, when you guys are listening to this episode, Man United take on Atletico Madrid in the first leg. Depending on how they do in that first leg says a lot about how they have to prepare for that second leg in the middle of the hardest part of their schedule. Final game of the week, JD. Wolves 2, Leicester 1. JD, this is exactly as advertised. I will not trust Leicester City, even though at times we're the better team in this game, to supervise my lamp to safety. Yeah, I... You know, I pred- I predicted this to be a draw, but an entertaining one. It was still a very entertaining game, but I, you know, I I'll be honest. I, I expected more from Leicester City. I know I shouldn't trust them, but they have the quality. Uh, they, they just do. So I, I I'm a little surprised that they couldn't get a point out of this. But good on Wolves. I mean, they're they're quietly getting their season back on track. I mean, Raul Jimenez is back. Uh, Daniel Podence, I don't think has played much. Ruben Neves getting back on the goals on the goal that, sheet. That I, that's, goal, that's that, always good. I anytime you see Ruben Neves you know get it was on the from goal sheet, the box. You, but you know it was outside the box, and you know it was just a nice. It was a nice. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets you know he'll get four or five a season, and they're all from outside the box. Like it, it's hilarious. They, it's, they're all really just really good goals. But yeah, I, there's not too much else to say about this game. I good win for Wolves. I'm disappointed in Leicester City as I've been all season. I just need to stop betting on them. Yeah, Not with I mean, money. I don't. Yeah. I don't bet on soccer that often anymore. But just betting on them with my heart. And 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 guys, let's let's let me just paint a picture here. And looking at the uh, looking at the uh, table, Wolves currently still sit above Tottenham as we speak. If the season ended today, Wolves are going to the Europa League conference, which is a hell of a feat for this Wolves side. And if you're Leicester, you're in eleventh. And I'm not trying to say here, like, again, I, I'm going to scream from the rooftops that Brendan Rodgers is an overrated manager and literally is riding on the coattails of, hey, I almost won the league with Liverpool once. Brendan Rodgers has to go. Because this Leicester side, you're clearly going through a transition. You're clearly moving away from Jamie Vardy, who is not seeing the game as consistently. This Leicester side is playing with no passion. And that's the thing is when I think about Lester, when I think about the Foxes, I think about energy. I'm seeing JD zero energy from this Lester side. And I know you said it, but I've been it. I, I, I can't, I can't trust them. I can't trust them to pull a result. And honestly, until something changes, my hands are in the air. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you just said. All right, well, guys, we are now going to quickly, before we answer some fan questions, we are going to run through. There are four midweek games this week. We're going to start off Burnley host Tottenham. Now, Burnley are coming off of a very, very big win, but so are Tottenham. And honestly, how I'm going to break this down is you have both teams who thrive on sitting back and absorbing pressure. Um, JD, I honestly think that this is going to be something crazy. I honestly think the team with less possession might do better. And I think Tottenham are going to be that team. 
The reason why is Tottenham know what to do when they have the ball, and I think Burnley are not going to know what to do if they have too much of the ball. So I think Tottenham, that's going to play something into what Antonio Conte is going to try doing. I believe Tottenham are destined to get all three points in this game. So, J.D., what are we thinking? Yeah, my my heart screams nil-nil draw because it's Burnley and Tottenham playing Burnley. But my brain says Tottenham win. I just Coming off the high of beating Manchester City trumps the high of Burnley beating anybody. So, I, even in an away game, I think Tottenham are just going to be the much better team. They're going to take this. Next, uh, and the fans as well are going to be agreeing with us that Tottenham are going to grab all three points. Watford host Crystal Palace. Now, JD, this game is interesting because Watford got a nice taste of victory, and Crystal Palace have kind of been on a little bit of a dip. JD, I know it's going to sound absolutely astronomical, and there should be no reason why I should be saying this out loud, but. I think Watford can take all three points. I don't know why. Something about Watford being at home, I feel like that's a little bit of an X factor. I'm going to be going with Watford. The fans, though, went heavily towards Crystal Palace. So, JD, you have the ability to split us, or are you going to go right down the middle? Splitting them. Nice. Draw all the way. A good draw. There are goals in this game, but I, I just can't pick a winner here. I Watford off a high and Crystal Palace have quality. Only lost one nil to Chelsea in one in the at the very end of the game. So I I think I I just I think this I see this as like a one one or a two two draw. There there are goals here. It's not going to be a boring draw, but I I don't think there will be anything to split these teams. This next game, and I'm not saying this to insult either club. This is going to be, in my opinion, the least entertaining game of the bunch because I feel like in three of the four games, there will be competition. In this game, I feel like there will be zero competition. Liverpool are going are hosting Leeds United. JD, I'm going to have you go first, but I'm just going to start writing down Liverpool. Well, obviously Liverpool, but have you ever watched Liverpool versus Leeds recently? I, it's a goal fest every time. I I. I I don't know why. Liverpool will win oh, yeah, for but, sure, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like 5-2. Okay. Like, well, I'm talking... Leeds play so I, open, so do Liverpool. It's, it is full of goals so, on both sides. So let me rephrase what I said. Where I would like to say is I think like the last 5-10 minutes will decide the game kind of thing. I don't think... I think this game will be decided well before the final whistle. I think that's Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. No, yeah. That's, Liverpool I, are going to go up 3 nothing. Leeds are going to score once. Liverpool are going to go up 4-1. Leeds are going to score again, and then Liverpool will score after that. So it'll go 3 nothing, 3-1, 4-1, 4-2, and then 5-2. You heard it here first. There you go. Pin it. The fans as well are going to be going with Liverpool. Final game of the weekend, GD. Arsenal are going to be hosting Wolves. The fans are going with Arsenal. JD, what are we thinking? Yeah, Arsenal at home, um, in good form. I think they beat this Wolves squad. Previous win, win or not for Wolves, I, I, I think Arsenal are just the better team, so I, I, I got to back them. When I look at this game, I, I see a t like Wolves know how to frustrate people, and that's... I think that's probably one of their best attributes is that Wolves is a team that's extremely hard to break down. If you are not on your game, you will struggle. At the same time, I think Arsenal have done a very, very good job of just being able to really tighten up at the back. 
really do a very good job not making silly mistakes like they've been doing in, you know for many, many seasons in a row. I think this is a split, and I'm going to be going with a draw. So, guys, that is the end of the picks. Really quickly, uh, to sum up last week's totals, JD got three, myself and the fans got five. So, JD, we are now currently sitting at myself at 115, the fans at 111, and JD, you are at 107. JD, we got to start making a comeback, my guy. I, I don't care anymore because Liverpool's going to win the league, man. Uh, it's one, one competition gone because the other one's going to fucking take care of itself. Yes. Um, all right, boys and girls, that is the end of the picks. That's the end of our reviews. Now, really quickly, I have the questions saved on my phone. I just have to bring up the app because I was ill-prepared, and I decided to not have that already set up. God damn it, Matt. You're uh, it's, fired. It's already up. Well, I tried. You're all right. fired. All right, here, here we go. Here we go. We have Mike. Mike, thanks again. Uh, Michael, I'm sorry. I don't know if you like being called Mike or Mike. Oh, <laughs> The question is, if, I guess this is, I guess, I mean, this could be towards both of us. If Manchester United finish fourth this year, is it a success? I am going to go with, <laughs> yeah. well, I, well, no. I think if we're talking about preseason predictions, Cristiano Ronaldo coming in, Jaden Sancho coming in, Rafael Varane coming in, no. I think this team should have been competing like, fourth place was a worst-case scenario kind of thing. Like, oh, well, at least they got Champions League. I felt like they should have been within the title race. I'm not saying they needed to win it, but I think they should have been at least in the talks. Like, they shouldn't be hovering around the fourth, fifth spot. They should, In my opinion, they should be hovering around the second, third spot. So I think it would be very, very good to finish fourth. You know, getting Champions League, you have another run, um, you know, bringing in top talent. You'll uh, Ralph Ragnick will, you know, be able to have a full transfer window as the general manager i would say i guess in the current context of what's going on i would guess i would say sure but i think like preseason conversation no i think because i think i had manchester united finishing second and like finishing fourth that is a big dip but jd what are you thinking yeah i i think i think that's a good explanation like preseason yeah they they should have been in the title race, at least for most of the season. Like, yeah, maybe towards the end, maybe not. But, yeah, that, I think that's just the reality of this season for Manchester United. I, fourth would be the goal. I, it, it's like last season for Liverpool. I they, got, they somehow got third. I don't know how they got third. They deserved fourth. But they just put, they just put a run of games together and just got results. So, I, I think Manchester United can do it. I, right now, I probably have them in that fourth position just based off off of recent results but um yeah that i mean that's gonna be probably the highest they can hope for i would say yeah. and they still have the, they're still technically in the champions league um I, and i say technically because i i see them being frustrated by athletic oh. atletico madrid more more than being outplayed by atletico madrid but being frustrated where it could honestly it could go either way i would not bet on that on on those two games it I'm could go either way I'm telling you right now, I can't say it enough. When we were talking about our Champions League, like, you know, what we want, what we don't want, y'all heard it here first from me. I would have rather have played PSG than play yeah, against Atletico, Atletico Madrid. Because Atletico Madrid are going to sit there in their 4-4-2, and they're going to just do nothing but absolutely piss you off. And I don't know if United have the experience to break down such an, a class side, but Atletico have been in some shit form recently, so... 
Fingers crossed that continues going into Wednesday's game. Uh, next question. This is going to come from Andy. Andy. What's up, my guy? JD, I'll have you go first. What would your perfect... I guess he put Liverpool slash Man United kit look like. So, JD, you're designing next year's kit. What's the style? You know, what 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 colors are we working with? What are you thinking? Well, I mean, obviously, Liverpool red, you know. Whoa, whoa, shock. Nothing nothing groundbreaking, um, but I really like the kit from a couple years ago. I I have one. It's my... um, uh, is that my Mane jersey? Yeah, it's my Mane jersey. It was from, I think, like, 2019. I think that's what it was from. I'm trying to remember. I think it was the year before they won the championship. So that might have been 2018. Uh, it was it was obviously the red. It was I think it was the first Nike jersey. And it was, like, a white collar and then white, like, uh, sleeve collars. Um, I just really liked that. And it, it was stretchy around the collar. I like that more than like the the like the polo style collar, which was the year after when they did win the Champions League. I don't mind that, but I, I like the cleaner, just white and red. Like I know um, the last two seasons we've had the uh, the the like teal and red ac- or the teal accent with the red, and then this season we have the orange accent with the red. Was that last year? I don't even fucking know what our jerseys are anymore. They change every year, and it, piss- it, it honestly piss. You know what? It pisses me off that there's a brand new jersey every season. I hate it. I hate it. What would you think about if the... Every five years. Every five years. Well, hear me out. What if the rest of the world... Because now when teams in Europe, when they come out, they they change three jerseys at a time. Yeah, I I absolutely despise it. What would you think about doing MLS style where you only replace a jersey every other year? So basically... One year you replace your home jersey, the next year you replace your away jersey, and you just go back and forth. What would you think about doing something like that? I'd be fine with that. Because actually, Liverpool's away jerseys last year were fucking fire. Those blue ones, oof. Yeah, I mean, if if I'm looking at like a Man United kit, um, honestly, I, 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 and honestly, what's crazy is there's a, a, a image going around of a leaked photo of what next year's home kit might it's look like. It's February. Oh well. Also, again, like how early those get that gets decided? Where like the last three games you're playing in next season's yeah. jersey? That is so fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. You're you're gonna get zero disagreement for me at least on that conversation. But um, the way I look at it, um, I'd like a nice class again. Red, I agree with JD. I'd like to have accents of black, white, and gold in the kit somewhere. Like, I'd like them to have that, whether in the collar, the sleeves, something that just, like, a nice... Because we've had nicer-looking kits in the past, and then we've it's had... very dog... 90s, yeah. 2000s. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'd like to also see... Also, baggy jerseys. I would Bring like back to... baggy jerseys. I'd like to see some, like, not a retro kit itself, but definitely have some retro accent in the jersey. Because for me... I don't want to buy a shirt that, like... I mean, we all remember the zebra kit from last year. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Who was that... Like, who did they think they were selling that to? Because they weren't selling that to a soccer fan. They were selling that to someone who said, oh, that kind of looks cool as a design. I don't want designs. I want simplistic, but I want it to look a little like a classic kit because if I'm buying it, someone who's a true soccer fan, a true supporter of the club... If I'm buying it, I want to be able to wear that and not be embarrassed. 
if that makes any sense so just I, all i'm saying is bring back the the late 90s well really all the 90s and early 2000s bring back the long sleeve baggy baggy kits oh, i love. fucking love those like the old carlsberg liverpool jerseys or candy paint like uh, it just it, it's just baggy i love it nobody cares as a footballer nobody gives a shit if you have massive biceps you're playing soccer it doesn't matter. Right. Adama Traore has entered the chat very aggressively. Yeah, and he has exited the Premier League, so uh, I don't care. I always think it's funny because people are like, well, why does Adama Traore tuck in his shirt? The reason why is because he's probably wearing like a double XL because his arms are so big. doesn't want drag. And it doesn't want it to fucking go past his knees. Um, JD, this is not a soccer question, but honestly, I'm interested to hear the answer. Dom reaches out straight up. JD, this is the question. Hand over my heart. Who would win in a fight, Matt or JD? No rules. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, no rules is very vague. Because, like, I could just bring, like, a fucking machete. Oh, you and you could be there for, like, a fist fight. I just, like, I have a machete. I'm going to win. Um, realistically, like, say it's, say it's just no weapons involved, but no rules. Like, no rules, but no weapons. Uh, you're winning. I, I can't fight to save my life. I'm a pussy. Like, when it comes to fighting. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm like, the I will run away from a fight. Like, a, a physical fight. No. Like, <laughs> like oh. no. No chance. Um, it really depends on my and you back. And you're here. actually in shape. Yeah, you're well, actually I mean, in shape. Yo, yeah, I could just kick you in the back. Yeah, yeah you could. That's, that, you that, that, that's it. So, um, <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I don't know, Dom. I really don't know. I do all my fighting in jello. Okay? There you go. Um, what? What? Do you ever see the movie? Uh, do you ever see the movie? Um, old school. Oh yeah, I guess that was Jello. That was, was that Jell-O? mud? I don't even remember. Yeah, it was either Jello or Gosh. mud, but same concept. Um, I watched that. Yeah, I think it was Jello. Yeah, I think you're right. I you're my boy. I haven't seen that forever. You're my boy oh, blue. My, you're my boy blue. <laughs> you're my boy blue. <laughs> uh, hey, right, and Love to finish and to finish it up, uh, JC has two questions. One that of we're definitely going to be able to answer. One I guarantee neither one of us is going to be able to answer. Oh um, God, is it like best eleven of like the Chinese no, Super no, League? No, 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 real, real, real quick. It's same context, but here we go. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so JC asks, who in this current moment in time should be the starting center backs for the French? national team um even though he hasn't been 100 percent, you can't not play rafael veron i think at least on quality alone rafael veron i think still is head and shoulders the best center back france has to offer um and even though upamecano made the move to uh bayern munich and it's been kind of hit or miss depending on the game i still think kempembe is still definitely the guy uh, Kimpembe still, in my opinion, still having a good year uh, with PSG. So I, I, you gotta go with what has done you so well. And this is a club that has a lot of recent success. So you're not gonna see me really switching things up. I mean, I don't know if JD is thinking anything else. No, I I agree with you. It's it's Varane and Kimpembe, but um, I mean the French national team kind of fucked up and didn't give America Laporte any uh, opportunities, and he'd be a great. He'd be a great center back to have. I still don't know though if Laporte plays over either Veron or Kempembe. Like I, mean, I don't, I don't care. I think, I think it's good to have three 
more than have oh, more well, like rather than have two set in stone have yeah. three really good center backs but, fighting for it where Vren might not yeah. be playing the best yeah. so maybe you play Kapebe and Laporte well I, I look at it as if anything then you turn around and you play Upamakano who I think could do the job you could play he's Ken, young you could play he, Ken, young. you could play Kanate who can do the job and then there's he's prob- super young and then there's probably a few other you know French center backs who easily could Ma- step Mamadou Sako coming yeah. back into the fold after wow. like seven years out. Wow. But <laughs> no. like I, I like I said, I mean, there, there's probably other options that we're not hitting, but I think at least on, you know, what French knowledge we know, I think Veron and Kempembe definitely have to be your one-two punch going forward. But JD, JC's final question is, without Googling it, tell me what you know about the team Strasbourg. Um, well, there's a town called Strasbourg, uh, about 30 minutes away from me. Um, oh, wait, I mean, maybe, hold on, it's, it's Strasbourg, yeah, Strasbourg, it's just... It's Strasbourg, yeah. that, that, that's, how you, that's how you say okay. it in French. I'm saying there's a town named after that town, kind of close to me, and it's very well known for their trains and cornfields. Isn't so there, that's, is, a, that's, that's all I know. Isn't there a pitcher in the MLB whose name is, oh, it's Strasbourg or something like that. He's a very good pitcher. Uh, he played for the Nationals for a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say I know nothing. Um, yeah. But as I'm saying that, now I'm going to look up the roster and see if I even recognize a name while yeah. you answer yeah. the question. Yeah, I mean, no, that's that was me answering the question, which is um, I think he's a pitcher in the majors who – did he win a Cy Young? No. <laughs> I know he was always, like, in the conversation for Cy Young, but I don't think he ever oh. won. Hold on. They got Kevin Gamero. Okay, that's somebody I know. Okay. That's well, that's a that's well, classic German. Well, that's well, that's a we are, uh, Bundesliga legend. All right. Well, we're breaking the rule because we Your googled. So but, good. Um, well, yeah, I said I didn't know any, so now I'm gonna Google it. Um, I don't recognize any other name other than Kevin Gamero. That's interesting. I forgot about that guy. He was he was pretty decent. I forget who he played for in Germany. That that was years ago. He's kind of older. Um, yeah. Other than that. JC, why do you ask dumb questions? Oh, like, there, no, there is no such thing as a dumb question, okay? I yeah, accept... Only dumb, only nope. dumb answers, like... No, I, ac- I accept all questions, okay? All questions, so that's that. But guys, that is the end of our episode. Once again, we do actually apologize that the episode is coming out one day late. That is all on me and the fact that the job that I run decided to have a bunch of employees who didn't want to show up. Ooh, hold on. Uh, one, one thing... Um, I got that wrong. Kevin Gamero, I was thinking of somebody else who I was thinking of in Germany. Kevin Gamero formerly played with Atletico Madrid, Sevilla, and Valencia, and PSG. That's that's why I was thinking of it. Okay. Um, he actually, what, he, I mean, he played for a bunch of really good teams. So I did know the name, but uh forgot about him. Right, oh, well. He started his career at Strasbourg. Oh, interesting. Well, there you go. But guys, as always, thank you again for giving us all the love and support that you guys have given us up to this point. We have no intention of stopping anytime soon. As always, remember, give us a follow on the Instagram at the EPL Boys. It is where you are going to get all the updated information going on here at the EPL Boys camp as well. Please remember, you've made it this far. You clearly like what you heard. So on whatever streaming service you're using, please, five stars and a great review. Highly appreciated. But guys, as always, be safe, be well. We will see you guys on Friday. Peace out.